Today on the newscast, Israeli airstrikes against Iranian targets in Syria as Russia looks on, plus Iran targeting U.S. officials and authors on American soil. That's coming up. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. I am not in the familiar confines of the Watchman studio today. I am in Southern California at TBN's Tustin Studio. We've got some filming here, some meetings, some good things happening. In the meantime, some things were happening in the Middle East over the weekend. No surprise, the world's most volatile and strategic region. What happens in the Middle East does not stay in the Middle East. That's why we do what we do here in the newscast. Be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Let's get into it. Israeli airstrikes in Syria once again, but with an interesting wrinkle, a Russia angle this time. First of all, the facts. Overnight Sunday night, Israel carried out airstrikes in the Syrian port city of Tartus. Now, Iranian weapons depots there were reportedly targeted. And then Israeli fighter jets also carried out strikes near the Syrian capital of Damascus against Hezbollah targets. In and of itself, this is not really a rare occurrence, folks. As you know, if you watch the newscast on a regular basis, Israel has carried out hundreds, perhaps even thousands at this point, of airstrikes in Syria over the past few years targeting Iran, Hezbollah, and their various jihadi allies in that country. What is slightly different about this strike is that it took place in Tardis, a Syrian coastal city, literally under the noses of Russian forces. What do I mean? Well, Russia's only Mediterranean naval base is located in, you guessed it, Tardis. So those Israeli strikes against Iranian assets there came very close to Russian forces in Syria. And that's important because, as we've outlined here in the newscast over the past few weeks, Russia and Israel, their relationship has been steadily unraveling on many fronts, chief among them over Israel's activities in Syria. Russia has been more and more vocal in the dip diplomatic realm in condemning Israeli airstrikes in Syria. And folks, this is really no surprise. Russia is aligned in Syria with Israel's greatest enemies. Whether it's the Iranian regime, the Assad regime in Syria, Hezbollah, Vladimir Putin's soldiers are shoulder to shoulder with sworn enemies of the Jewish state. You know, you can tell a lot about a man by the company he keeps, and Vladimir Putin's company includes Again, the world's number one state sponsor of terrorism, the Iranian regime. And Iran is becoming impatient with Russia, you would think, and they're saying, hey, we're supposed to be friends, and yet you are allowing the Zionist entity to continue to strike us here in Syria right under your noses. When are you going to do something, Vladimir? When are you going to step up and have our backs and tell the Zionist entity no more? And folks, that's a concern. The concern is that Russia eventually, and Russia essentially controls the airspace over Syria right now. The concern is that Russia eventually will say to Israel, you're done. We will no longer allow you to operate freely here in Syria. And that will be a very slippery slope because Israel must retain that freedom of movement in Syria. Why? two reasons. Number one, the Iranian regime is attempting to establish a foothold, a beachhead 
on Israel's northern border from which it can launch attacks against the Jewish state. This is clear. Number two, of course, Iran is attempting also to transit those precision-guided missiles, PGMs for short, through Syria into the hands of Hezbollah. Those precision-guided missiles do exactly what their name says. They are designed to hit the target with greater precision, greater accuracy. This is a red line that Israel cannot allow Iran and Hezbollah to cross. So those preemptive airstrikes, Israeli strikes in Syria, are absolutely essential to the defense of the nation of Israel. So we see Israel and Russia on a collision course over what's happening in Syria right now and on a number of other fronts as well as we again have detailed here on the newscast. Hey, Vladimir Putin, he visited Iran last month, just about three weeks ago. Literally, the red carpet was rolled out for him when he arrived in Tehran and he met with Iranian Supreme Leader Ayatollah Khamenei, Iran's President Ibrahim Raisi, and they weren't talking about the weather, needless to say. And you have to think that Iran was pressing Putin on Israel and Israel's continued strikes against Iranian assets in Syria. The plot thickens, but hey, Israel, with these strikes last night, again, in TARDIS, Israel, I believe, was sending a bit of a message to Moscow and saying, hey, we know you're not happy about this, but guess what? We're going to continue to defend the Jewish state by any means necessary, and a big part of our defense strategy is weakening Iran in Syria, and whether that's under the noses of Russian troops, too bad, the defense of Israel is first and foremost on our agenda. Stay tuned. Speaking of the Iranian regime and its nefarious activities around the world, before we go, we're talking Middle East and obviously Iran marching across the region. But what about the United States, where I'm standing right now in our backyard? We've reported here in the newscast how Iran has been plotting to assassinate former U.S. officials on U.S. soil. The list includes Secretary of State, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, former National Security Advisor John Bolton, Iran openly trying to hire hitmen, Iran's Revolutionary Guards Corps in specific, trying to hire hitmen on American soil in D.C. and in Maryland to assassinate former U.S. officials. This is a dangerous escalation, folks, and it became more dangerous last Friday. The author Salman Rushdie, famous best-selling author, but most famous, sadly, for an incident in 1989. He wrote the book, the Satanic Verses, and Ayatollah Khomeini issued a fatwa, a religious ruling, calling for Rushdie's death for blaspheming, in his words, Islam. Well, some 33 years went by. Rushdie was in hiding for much of that time. He's been living openly over the past several years. He was giving a speech in New York last Friday when he was attacked by a sympathizer, an Iranian regime Hezbollah sympathizer, a 24-year-old man rushed the stage, stabbed Rushdie multiple times. He is still in the hospital. It looks like he's going to live. He's going to be okay. But folks, a very serious incident. Iran right away has denied any involvement. Surprise, surprise. And yet, there are reports that the stabber, the assailant of Salman Rushdie, was communicating with Iran's Revolutionary Guards Corps via social media 
this may have been a guided attack, guided, directed uh, from Iran. More details, I believe, will emerge about that in the coming days. But folks, wrap your heads around this. On American soil, and potentially an Iranian-guided assailant uh, attempting to assassinate a famous best-selling author. Uh, this is, again, a dangerous, dangerous, unprecedented escalation uh, by the Iranian regime. And it comes, of course, amid continued nuclear talks between the Biden administration, Europe, and Iran. You would think, after the Rushdie stabbing, just the latest complete provocation by Iran, you would think the Biden administration would kind of push away from the table, get up and leave and say, these negotiations are over, no more. They should have never begun in the first place, but now we're there. But plenty of information, obviously, evidence that Iran is attempting assassinations on U.S. soil. Let's cut the cord. You would think the White House would do that, but that's not happening. Joe Biden has made clear from the moment he took office that he is hell-bent on reforging, reestablishing that disastrous Iran nuclear deal that President Trump pulled out of in 2018. And that also is in its latter stages, folks, those Iran nuclear talks in Vienna. We will have an answer very soon as to whether the United States will be a party once again to that disastrous Iran nuclear deal. And meanwhile, Israel, Jerusalem, they're watching, they're waiting in the wings, and they may have to act, I believe they will act, against Iran's nuclear weapons program. A lot going on, and again, the world's most strategic, most volatile region. That's why we do what we do here on the Watchman Newscast. Join us here every day. Thanks for joining us today. Keep all of this in prayer, of course. God Almighty still sits on the throne, but it's about to get interesting. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.